Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for WordPress plugins A to Z, not Z. Hmm. It's episode 615, and we have plugins for importing or exporting, just disabling it all, and WordPress news, all coming up on WordPress plugins from A to Z. WordPress. It's the most popular content management and website solution on the internet. And with over 80,000 plugins to choose from, how do you separate the junk from the gems? Join us for a weekly, unrehearsed conversation about the latest and greatest in WordPress plugins. This is WordPress plugins from A to Z. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the brewery overlooking beautiful southern Vancouver Island. I'm John Overall, and with me is the ever-lovely... Amber Overall. And we've got the usual great show for you today. You know, go back and uh, tune in for the uh, intro to the show for those that don't go to the YouTubes. You know, we had a great talk about chickens and all kinds of other wonderful stuff. But you know what? I really don't have all that much. I need to work on my intros. Thank you for sharing, John. Now get down from that soapbox. Welcome to episode 615, Leaning Into WordPress Plugins. We've got a couple of great in-depth plugins to cover for you, some recent news in both the WordPress world and the tech world in general, and some awesome WordPress tips. Hoping everyone out there is dealing with the rain that this time of year keeps shoving at us and that you're uh, staying warm and dry. We have started taking our own tinctures and vitamin regimens here. Hopefully other people are doing the same thing. Turns out my older human in training really doesn't like the echinacea tincture. She actually is still complaining about it over a week later. Kind of entertaining. But, you know, when things don't taste good, you know they're working. Also, it's so much fun. That one particular look that only a disgusted teenager can give. It's just so much fun to, to cause that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few my re reminders before we start the show today. A heads up for those who missed the announcement last show. We will be continuing on with the show as going on every other week. We figured we should just go with it rather than canceling the show every other week. The universe has made it clear we're only every other week until further notice. So our next show will be on November 27th, 2023. And remember, the show starts at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time with the pre-stream starting about 12.15 p.m. Pacific time. Pre-stream is where we twiddle with the dials and knobs and really just warm our voices. So you can join us for some entertainment value. Our show notes for each episode can be found at WPPluginsAtoZ.com. The newest show notes will be up within 24 hours and on our front page. And don't forget, this is a value-for-value value show that, uh, and that you are a big part of its creation. You are our producers. We need you to help us to produce. So get on out there, hit some like buttons, share an episode or two, and let people know that you helped to produce the longest-running WordPress plugins podcast. That's it for reminders. Don't forget to stick around to the end of the show for some possibly life-altering advice. You never know. Our artist today is Jay Saliba. Um, so I don't know if anyone else really sees this when they look at this beautiful leaning tower of Pisa. I'm pretty sure it's what it is. That's what it is, this leaning tower of Pisa. <clears throat> okay. So every time I look at this, all I can see is a giant marble going down it, like part of the Duplo sets that everyone plays with in their kids. Okay. 
That's all I see every time I look at it. <laughs> well, you know, I just thought it was cool. It is cool. And I'm still amazed that the thing is still standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, was there ever an explanation as to why it was leaning? I think there's lots of explanations, but none of them are valid. <laughs> Something about the foundation slipped and uh, whatever. And for some reason, it's still staying upright. Which, who knows? Who knows what it is? Oh, well, that's enough of that one. We may as well just wander on. Please, can everybody be quiet? Please be quiet. Shut up! And now the news with Amber. So first up this week, we have WordPress vulnerability report for November 8th. It was updated on November 9th. Um, So... Of the 109 security vulnerabilities publicly disclosed in WordPress plugins, 79 patches have been made available. So be sure to run those as soon as possible. There are still, as of November 9th, 30 vulnerabilities with no patch. Be sure to check this list against your and, and your client's sites to see what needs help and what, and what has a patch available. The ones that I most easily recognize are Login Screen Manager, WP Bitly, Social Feed, All Social Media in One Place, Ninja Forms Contact Form, the drag and drop form builder for WordPress, AI Chatbot, and Event Prime, Events Calendar, Bookings and Tickets. Yeah, well, there's also GiveWP, <laughs> which a lot of people use. So mm. you want to look into that one too if you've used it on any of your sites or uh, client sites. <clears throat> It was very popular. And, I used it. I used it many times years ago. Okay. Yeah. Go through. Uh, follow the link in our show notes. Go through the list. Compare. Be aware. Yep. And then the next one we have here is the WordPress vulnerability report from Patchstack. As I mentioned before, we're just keeping this here as a really good place to go and look to see more variety of what's going on. You get a much more comprehensive list here, but it's not quite as easily understandable as the WordPress vulnerability report from um, Solid WP. So it's a really good one. Uh, it, you, it gives you different options, all things from WordPress or plugins or themes. It's really great and very useful. Yep. Next, we have WordPress 6.4.1 fixes a critical CURL request bug. Curl. Curl? It's called curl. Okay. Uh, I'm not actually entirely sure what that is, honestly. Um, I have a vague un understanding of it. I learned it once and then promptly flushed the information. Okay. Um, but it's it's to allow for uh, um, SSL connections, loop back information on the site. It's uh, very important when you're setting up for payment processors because they use curl to make their uh, SSL connections and such. The interesting okay. thing about this, when I read through this article, was that it has to do more with um, older hosting providers who haven't updated the curl on their servers. Okay. So it's, it is a critical. I found it quite entertaining because this came out like three, four days after uh, WordPress was released. <laughs> <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you folks, why you don't upgrade immediately. 
No, wait until like the <clears throat> point point three edition. Point By then, two, most of the major bugs have been fixed. Point two, point three, and that's when they get around to fixing all the major bugs. Yeah, yeah. This one was a critical one because it was within within minutes of people updating. They were making complaints that they weren't being able to make their connections. It was very interesting. Um. Okay. So. Uh, the next thing we have here, sorry, my mind wandered off for a moment there. Well, okay, good. though, I captured it again. We got back on target. Okay. Uh, the next thing we have here is WordPress contributors target upcoming 6.5 release for merging performant translations into core. So earlier this year, uh, there was a there was a test to, to see how much the translations was actually slowing things down. And they figured out that they wouldn't be able to put it into this most recent release to have auto translations in the core. But they're figuring out a way to make it so that they can have translations in the core and not slow down the, the site. So they're not sure. They, they haven't quite got it working perfect yet, uh, but they are working on it. And... I thought this might be very interesting and good news for people who use a lot of translations because I have seen on some sites where people have these editions of translations and they've got to update that and it slows down their entire site here and there. But the translation thing is very cool. Hopefully they managed to figure it out. Yep, that would be useful. Next up, we have WooCommerce rebrands to Woo. That's a good thing for people to be aware of. Mm -hmm. The name we have all come to know so well is rebranding to the shorter version of their name. The rebranding extends to Woo Marketplace, Woo Experts Program, and all other aspects of the Woo experience. It also includes a migration of WooCommerce.com to the Woo.com domain. Woo, woo, woo. So <laughs> for those of us who use Woo, beware of this change so you're not taken by surprise. Yeah, well... <laughs> I'm slow to change, so I'll still call it WooCommerce for a long time. I mean, I I still call the the downtown shopping center Eaton Center half the time. It's I, you learn something by a certain name, and it just kind of sticks. I do that too, and people look at me like Eaton who? <laughs> yeah, and I go, oh yeah, that's right. It's it's changed about <laughs> twenty years ago now. About that, but you know, if you, if you don't go somewhere very often, <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. The Eaton's no longer exist. So anyway. No. Next up, we have Newspack Plugin Update Checker lets users update from GitHub. So I think this is actually really awesome. A fellow named Adam Schwagert has released a plugin called Newspack Plugin Update Checker that enables self-hosted Newspack users to keep their plugins up to date. I thought this was interesting because keeping your, your plugins up to date directly from GitHub is a new thing that I haven't read about yet. But I have noticed that a lot of developers are migrating more and more to GitHub to where they will fix, they will give the answers and the patches and all kinds of things. So I'm kind of thinking that GitHub may turn into one of the uh, places for people to go and get plugins in the future in general. GitHub has been expanding a lot in what they are able to provide people with. It's quite an interesting and dynamic platform now. Yeah. Well, GitHub always has been pretty, pretty good. They've always been really good, but the fact that the developers are now actually placing so many things on GitHub and people have to go specifically to GitHub to get these things, mm -hmm. I found that very interesting. Yeah. 
Next up, uh, WordPress 2024 roadmap, three major releases with a focus on collaboration features. There has been a proposed schedule for 2024 release by WordPress Executive Director Josepha Hayden Tombozi. My God, it's hard to pronounce names properly. Mm -hmm. So much easier in the head because it doesn't really matter in your head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no dates have been chiseled out into the stoneworks as of yet, but they have been planning to avoid major holidays and WordPress events. Oh, the first. Them. The first release of the year is planned for March 26, followed by 6.6 .6 in July and 6.7 in early November. So if you want to read more about this, you can follow the link in our show notes. And last for today is a bit of good news for all the security experts out there. WordFence has launched a bug bounty program. So they released this bug bounty program on November 9th as a way to provide a financial incentive for security researchers reporting high-risk vulnerabilities to the company's program. There is no cap on the rewards an individual researcher can earn, and every single in-scope vulnerability received through the submissions process will earn a reward bounty. A few examples of payouts are 1,600 for an unauthenticated arbitrary file upload, a remote code execution, a, pr a privilege escalation to admin, or an arbitrary options update in a plugin theme with over 1 million active installations. Now, I'm not sure if they're saying that in order to get that 1,600, there ha you have to have found a problem in something that has over 1 million active installations. Something like that. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, like, it has to be something wrong in something that is really well used, really, really popular. Yeah. Uh, 1,060 for unauthenticated arbitrary file deletion in a plugin or theme. So, there's, uh, it, it just goes down the list to, uh, telling you what's worth 800, what's worth 320, and what's worth 80. There's... Uh, these are just examples, but if you are pretty decent in the security world, you might be able to make some extra cash just by going and finding out some bugs. And then we've got our extras. We've got some stuff from WordFence, Jetpack, <clears throat> Musk, and German satellite information. All kinds of cool stuff to check out there. Absolutely. All right, well, let's talk about plugins. Plugins, plugins, plugins. Okay, first one I've got out the door for you here is called Just Disable It. This is a very simple, straightforward plugin for helping you clean up your WordPress website, uh, turn off some unneeded functions, all kinds of useless junk that gets on the, that is there in your site that you don't need. You know, well, most people don't need. Some people need these things, but not always. All you got to do is install it, go to the configuration page on it, and what you can turn off, you can turn off the XML RPC, turn off the REST API, turn off the WordPress core generated sitemaps. Now, granted, you know, this is there because in case you don't get smart when you first install and you install like Yoast or, um, oh, I can't remember the other one right now. Um, there's two primary primary uh, SEO plugins. What's that? Rank math? Yeah, rank math. Thank you. Rank math. Um, if you don't turn, if you don't install and activate those, those are automatically supposed to turn off the site maps. But it's always a good thing to have another option that it gets turned off to, just so it's out of the way. The RSS feeds. Now, 
you might want your RSS feeds if you want people to pick up all of your stuff via RSS reader, or if you're running a podcast, you definitely need your RSS feeds. But if you're just running a basic website, maybe it's a simple, uh, simple portrayal site, um, um, to hell the, anyway, a simple site, then you want to turn off the RSS feeds and because that can actually help the site run faster and also prevent bots from attacking your site via the RSS feeds. Turn off the comments site-wide. You can turn off the front-end search. You can turn off the author archives and you do want to turn these off. Nobody needs these. Turn off the author archives, the attachment pages, the 404 guessing, the emoji scripts, you know, um, the source sets that are WordPress core generated, the WordPress branding, you might want to turn that off on your site too. Disable, and you can disable selected admin sidebar menus. And what it means by that is those sidebar menus that are put in by different plugins and other things, maybe you just don't need those, you don't use them, you can just turn off those admin sidebar menus so that they're not loaded whenever you go into the admin. So on the whole, cool. Very fantastic plugin, very easy yep. to use. It helps you clean up your site, speed up your site in some aspects. Very useful, and it's a freebie, and it works beautifully. So go check it out. It is Just Disable It, and I give it a 5 Dragon rating. Hi. <clears throat> uh, tell me when the sound happened. Okay. <laughs> so some WordPress tips. We would love to hear some tidbit tips from some of our producers out there. What did you figure out by breaking something? Or what did you need to learn in order to help someone else who broke something? You can send these tidbits in to me at amber at wppro.ca. And they don't have to be something that you learn from breaking or fixing something broken. It could also just be like, what did you, what, what have you realized over time? Any kind of advice is really useful. So for making sites, this one is a little less about actual creation, more about how sometimes finding life getting in the way of completing something for a client. So don't try to bullshit your client. Just tell them the truth. Your parent is in the hospital or you caught a devastating illness from your human in training and you just can't do anything for a couple of days or whatever it is that's going on. Don't try to bullshit them and say, yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. No problem. Just tell them the truth. Uh, if you try to bullshit them, they are going to catch on. And if you tell them the actual truth, well, they're human and they've probably had it life throw a few things their way where they couldn't do anything too. So they'll be a lot more likely to offer patience and understanding if you give them the truth. If your client gets frustrated and fires you for being human, well, that might be a blessing in disguise, honestly, because... What would have happened if you wound up in the hospital after a crash or something? Would they expect you to get their stuff done then as well? Being human is part of the reason why you were hired. But if you can't, if they can't accept that you're human for both the worst and the best aspects of being human, then it's probably not going to work out in the long term anyway. Not every client is going to make or break you. Losing some in order to keep your own health and sanity, not the worst thing in the world. And then <clears throat> beginner's tips. When we take that first step into the working world, I'm talking about like when we're teenagers, we all try to make sure that everyone likes us, that we don't screw up, that we do everything right the first time. And then we all find out pretty fast that there is always a jerk on site who won't like you for whatever reason, no matter what you do. 
and that you're going to screw up loads because really that's how we learn and get better. And this industry is no different, although it seems that some people either just don't get this or they forget this because this industry is so very much online. We have the ability to put on just about any persona, reread our emails a bajillion times before sending it off, and we have the opportunity to sway others' opinions about ourselves to quite a bit more of an extreme because it's online rather than in person because of this. We kind of sort of forget that there is always going to be a jerk on site who isn't going to like you for whatever reason, no matter what you do, even on the online area. And we forget that we need to screw up in order to really get better and learn some more. This isn't a chat room or Facebook where you're going to get likes and where you can throw up different persona to everyone to make sure they all like you. It's still work. You're still in the workforce. You still got to deal with the jerks. And when you do deal with them, it's much easier to accept and push forward and just let it roll off your back the same way that you did in high school. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it. There's always going to be something, someone out there and you're going to mess up and that's not the end of the world. Just remember, it's still workforce. It's not a chat room. And on to my plugin. Absolutely. So my plugin is import all pages, post types, products, orders, and users as XML and CSV by Smack Coders. This plugin was brought to our attention by a representative of Smack Coders named Jiju. Hopefully I pronounced their name right. I enjoyed getting a chance to chat with them. This week, I'm going to be reviewing their free plugin. The next show, I will be reviewing their premium version of this. If you come back for our next show, you'll learn how to save a bit of money on the premium version if you decide this plugin is something worth grabbing. Admittedly, finding this particular plugin is a little harder than it should be. I blame the search engine by WordPress for it. <laughs> Seems you have to be very exact when searching for any plugin, and sometimes even that does not always get you what you're looking for. In this case, the best option is to copy and paste from our show notes, then the plugin will pop up as first. Like, take the title there and put it into the search engine, then you'll find it. I find, that, I find that sometimes if you add the developer's name to the title, then it pops mm -hmm. up. Really? Yeah, that's what I've had to do. Well, the plugin, the plugin that I found here when I went to install it in my WordPress, I couldn't find it after I'd found it on the WordPress website. And so mm -hmm. I added the coder name and poof, there it was. Okay, that's a good trick to know. Yeah. Yeah, the WordPress search sucks. It really does. <laughs> All right. So once I installed and activated this, it, what it does is it takes you directly to the plugin dashboard, which is actually quite helpful. I like it when plugins do that. Um, you'll find the dashboard for the plugin in your left-hand menu labeled as ultimate CSV importer free. Now, the first area of the dashboard you're brought to is the manage add-ons options, which confused me a little at first because I have tested out plugins where the plugin won't run unless you add all of these other add-ons. Luckily, this is that isn't the way this plugin is. It just has the add-ons there, which does make it easier to do all the things you want to do with this plugin, but it will run without the add-ons. So that that's a good thing. Um, uh, I ran the plugin without them first, and then I added them one by one. And I realized that as I added these add-ons, more options became available. So 
Uh, you can still do most things without these add-ons. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> but you can't do them all. Like the exporting, you have to have the add-on for the exporting. And the WooCommerce, you have to have the add-on for that. But the importing, you can definitely do. Um, so once you're on the regular dashboard, <clears throat> you'll see a lot of options. Along the very top, there are tabs uh, that say dashboard, import, manager, export, settings, add-ons, and support. Centered below those, you'll see simple mode and advanced. Of those two, you'll find yourself on import and advanced. So there's, it's like a whole bunch of tabs and they flip through. It's very easy to use once you actually see it. Um, they start you off at importing immediately because that's usually, I think that's like the main thing of this, even though there is exporting as well. The main thing is importing. And one of the cool things about this is that it actually has an FTP option where you can FTP into wherever you need to go from the inside the plugin. I've never seen that before. Very useful and works pretty well. There's another option where you can upload from an URL, from a URL. I've, I've never done that before. That was an interesting one to try out. <clears throat> you can um, drag and drop as well. Like if you have your files open, you can just drag the files you want and drop it into the, into the little box. That one is really easy too. So all the ways to import here are pretty awesome. Have you ever um, imported from a URL? Oh, uh, yeah, that's just uh, using a URL to uh, import a file. It means it's hosted hosted somewhere. You could put a CSV file up in your own little enclave somewhere and then import it over. That's basically how I understand it to be. Okay. I wasn't really able to try that out because I wasn't entirely sure what it how it worked. I well, tried what, doing it, what, and it didn't work the right what, right the way the, would do the way would, I tried it. Well, what you would do is you'd create a subdirectory in a test domain or somewhere in a domain where you where you host your CSV file. And that actually has a URL to where you can go get the file and usually when you hit it it downloads. So that's Oh, much, I see. Okay. That's pretty much what this does. Okay, cool. <clears throat> So there's a lot of different things here. I'm going to just cover the rest of them quickly. Um, there, on the main dashboard area, you will see two graphs. One is importers activity and one is importer statistics. This is pretty useful, especially if there's more than one person on the site using this plugin. It'll help you understand what's going on. Um, Log Manager records what you've done thus far with the plugin, so you don't really have to guesstimate. It's very useful to go back and see what's been uh, what's been uh, imported or exported. With the export, you do need to have the add-on installed and activated, and there's just one option to export. If you don't, in uh, just one quick thing for these add-ons, if you don't install them right away, like when they first pop up and say, "Do you want to add these add-ons?" You have to go find the add-on separately and uh, download and activate them one by one manually, which can take extra time. Uh, if you click it from the pop-up that you first get, it just auto-downloads and activates. Um, so for the export, uh, you can choose which module you want to export. Posts, post taxonomies, comments, etc. You hit the next, and then you're able to give the CSV file a name. Choose your export style between CSV, XLS, XML, 
or or JSON. You also have the option to choose the <clears throat> choose the advanced filters, export data for specific period, or export data by specific authors. There are former options, but those are only part of the premium version. For the settings, you have drop table, scheduled log mail, send password to user, WooCommerce custom attribute, and delete WordPress data. These all have descriptions and some have a bit of a warning on them so that you can understand more thoroughly what you're doing before you try to do it. Database optimization is a pro feature, though we have security and performance. Here, you're able to review the minimum required PHP values and what's required to enable or disable loaders, extensions, and modules. You can't change any of this, but it is good information to look over. And then there's documentation, which is also good information to go over. I like that they make the documentation easily accessible and that uh, then there's also the support tab. This is another thing I really like because a lot of premium plugins or freemium plugins will have uh, support, but they'll only allow direct support for their paying customers. These guys allow direct support from their customers who are using their free and their premium version, which I'm quite happy about that. Um, <clears throat> overall, this is a pretty awesome plugin for bringing in stuff from another site. You can use this to transfer from one to another, use this for when you need to post to more than one site at a time like we do. Uh, the free version would do you great if you're only using the basic transferring of some files. They may want to think about the premium version for full site transfers or even large loads of data being transferred for whatever reason. You can do it with the free version, but there's a lot more options and, and a lot more capability with the premium version. I rate this at four dragons. Very cool. Sounds like a very useful plugin to help folks out. <clears throat> All right. Well, then, I guess we should. It's time to donate to WP Plugins A to Z. So for a donation segment, you can earn yourself a producership credit. We have three levels of producers that help keep the show's larder stocked to bursting. We have our freelance producers, backroom producers, and warroom producers. There are special perks for backroom, for backroom and warroom producers that you can learn about on our site at WPPluginsAtoZ.com. Click on Time, Treasure, or Talent Donations in our main menu to learn all the nitty-gritty details on how you can add your two cents. You can also go and check out our show notes. There's um, short descriptions here as well. Join in and be part of your own production and support the show at the same time. It's kind of a twofer here. There are loads of ways that you can use us as your tool to get out there and at the same time help us get out there too. You can check out our show notes to see all the different options here. There they includes reviews, sending in information, there's lots of stuff you can do that help both you and us. And we do have something from a listener today. Amber and John, I am wanting to plan out my website before either I build it with WordPress or I have a developer do it if I have issues. What suggestions do you have for laying it out on paper as a blueprint? Any questions I should make sure to answer? Thanks for the help. James. Alrighty. Um, well, you got anything before I dive in? Uh, I think the main questions that you want to make sure you have answered are all questions that are mainly for you. 
you want to be able to tell the developer what to do rather than have uh, questions about what what the developer. I can't think of the way to explain it. Okay. <laughs> well, if you're going to write it out on paper, first thing you want to do, um, one, do you have a company logo? That's my always my number one thing. Do you have a company logo? If not, then it's going to be text. Um, color scheme. Color scheme and company logo are number one, number one and two. Then, you know, what kind of site is it? Is it going to be a e-commerce site, membership site? Is it going to be a blogging site? Is it going to be, um, what's those pieces of paper they hand out? To a pamphlet site? It's going to be a pamphlet site. What kind of website is it going to be? What are you trying, what is the message you're trying to produce for your website? Do you, what do you want people to do? That's going to determine from that point forward, it's going to determine what plugins, what themes, what uh, else is done to the website, um, what content is brought in, how the content's brought together. You know, you might want to figure out your primary menuing system that you have going into it. The primary menus of, you know, home, about, um, contact, those are the three primary pages that virtually every site has. Um, and then just figure figure it out through there. I mean, content comes in on its own later, but you want to have some sort of basic plan and knowledge. The biggest thing is, is find out what kind of website are you building. You know, is it going to be a pamphlet website where it's only going to be telling people about your business? Basically, you have three basic pages then. Is it going to be a membership site where you're going to sell something or sell, sell some sort of uh, course or other thing that is membership worthy? Is it going to be an e-commerce store where you have tens of hundreds or thousands of products to sell? You know, or is it just going to be a blogging site where you're going to write about, you know, snowy winter days and all that wonderful stuff? So figure that out before you go any further. Once you get that, then it's easy enough for the uh, developer to help guide you through the rest of the mess. You're so much better at answering questions. You got all this. You've got all this experience answering questions, though. So, well, you know, <laughs> I've got one or two weeks of uh, experience here. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I know. I, I have just, this information woke, in my head, but I have to sit there for hours and hours writing and rewriting stuff in order to actually get it out in such a way that people understand the thoughts that are in my brain. Uh, well, I've had more practice getting the thoughts out of my brain to present to people. <laughs> You know, a good a good fifteen years of uh, of this and tons and dozens of presentations. Dozens. So another another uh, and another twelve years, and I should hopefully be at least somewhere uh, close to where you are right now. Maybe you, know, you could always <laughs> shortcut it the way I did. I mean, I I started creating classes on how to how to how to use WordPress, and then I took Toastmasters and learned how to give speeches, and then I learned how to. Uh, then I learned, then I started giving presentations, WordPress uh, meetups where I'd give presentations. My first ones, oh God, I wish I had a recording of the first time I presented at WordCamp. God, was that, a, <laughs> I thought I was prepared until I got up there and started trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it takes time, practice and preparation is what it takes. But yeah. Well, but James, it, hopefully that helped. Yep. Yeah. Hey, MDN. Always good to see Hemdian. I'm glad uh, he, I'm glad you were able to make it. You may have missed something, Hemdian. Hard to say. All right. <laughs> well, there's your answer, James. Hope it helps you out. Mm -hmm.
We have some miscellaneous announcements from us and our producers. Uh, if anyone out there has an announcement like a meetup, or if they'd like to announce that they're going to be on stage at WordCamp or something, let us know and we'll add it in here. Uh, currently, what we have here is the next five word plan word camps planned for this month around the world. Word Camp Verona, November 17th to 18th. Word Camp Hong Kong, November 18th. Word Camp Islamabad in Pakistan, November 25th to 26th. Word Camp uh, you, in India, because I, I can't pronounce those names very easily. <laughs> Um, on December 2nd, U U Udaipur, Rajasthan, India. I butchered that, I'm sure of it. If you'd like to see the entire list, you can follow the link here in the show notes. You follow the link, then click on more word camps right below the list of the, of the current five word camps. If you're interested in finding a WordPress meetup somewhere around the world, you can go check out the places at a link we have in the show notes. Or if you're in Victoria, BC, we also have the link for the meetups here. Keep checking back every week, see what else we've managed to find to stick in here. Or to see if any of our producers are going to be on a WordCamp stage. We do have addresses that you can reach us out. We have a brick and mortar address and virtual addresses too. You'll find those here in our show notes. Today's plugins we covered were... I covered up Just Disable It by Zach Scott, where you can disable WordPress features easily, very easy to use, and allows you to turn off specific menus for plugins. And I gave it a five dragon rating. <clears throat> ah, I got caught in a yawn, sorry. Um, and I covered import all pages, post types, products, orders, and users in XML and CSV by Smack Coders. Import or export as CSV or XML. Easy to use with drag and drop options. Grab your posts, pages, media, and your taxonomies. I rated it at four dragons. Cool. Alrighty. It's question and answer time with John and Amber. If anyone out there has any questions they'd like to have asked here on the show, send them in to me at amber at wppro.ca. We'll see if we can stump my dub. So first question, when shopping for a password program, what features are you looking for? Um, you're looking for a password program. You mean the kind that you have that holds all your myriad of passwords that makes it easy for you to do your job? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you want you want a company that uh, isn't under attack and hasn't been hacked, like LastPass. And how do you find out about that? Oh, you can search the internet to find that out. Um, I don't know. They they're all all the password programs are pretty much the same. So basically, it boils down to you know how trustworthy you have you you feel the company is and what it's going to cost you per month or per year for the program. There's really not much else to it because they're all pretty much the same. I mean, if you're really risky, you could always just use the password program that's built into every browser. Yeah, it's not a good idea. So it's there's really not. I, I, I'm some of them have different features to them, but mostly the only real feature I use in mine is the password generation tool. You know. That's the only other feature I use besides the saving of my passwords. You know, I guess all of them have where they connect to your phone. They have an app for your phone so you can access your passwords on your phone now. 
you know, all of them have, you know, ways to get to them from different internets. All of them have temporary credentials. Many of them have the ability to email a password or email credentials to somebody without giving them access to those credentials. I think LastPass in particular has that feature. It's like, you know, oh, do you need the password? I can email you the credentials to it, and you can email them the credentials, and they don't get to see their credentials, but they can use that credential to access whatever you've given them access to. So, you know, some of, okay. the, some of um, those are useful, but um, not something I use, but uh, I... I like a good basic password program that helps protect the passwords, makes it easy. Oh, make it so that they're exportable, but all of them have it so they're exportable. So you can print out a printed copy and stuff it in your fireproof safe if you want. You know. Um, have you said, wouldn't they all be under attack? Whether or not they succumb to it is is a separate issue. I tend to avoid them. Yes, well... All depends on who you are, and pr probably all of them are under attack regularly. But yeah, there's only been a couple of them that have come to it. Okay, so next question. Everybody's um, under attack. If you're I, on the internet, you're under attack. Let's just face it. If you're on the internet, you're under attack. That's true. How is a password program more secure than allowing the browser to save the information for you? What securities are the programs using that a browser is not? Um, one that the browser uses is. Uh, the browser stores it in a uh, text, a uh, pure text format, and uh, anyone who gains access to your computer can, can gain and access that data. The password program often requires logins to get in and get the information. You know, requires a master password to access it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. so that's okay. the, that's the biggest that's the biggest uh, problem or biggest difference in them. You know. And browsers being constantly under attack, you know, they the data stored in the in the browser configuration somewhere. You can actually go through the files and find the uh, file that it's stored at in the browser. I did that once, so you know that's the biggest thing that I see is the difference in them. The other, you know. Well, the the yeah, the programs the programs are using additional security levels, and the programs store the stuff in encrypted format. Okay, um, I have two more questions for after the credits. All right, well, let's uh, roll out the credits for those of you listening to download. Make sure you go check out the YouTube's and uh, get the uh, rest of this, which is uh, way more entertaining sometimes because I don't know it it is. We'll let our girl take us on out. Reminders for the show. All show notes can be found at wppluginsatoz.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter for more useful information delivered directly to your inbox. WP Plugins A to Z is a show that offers honest and unbiased reviews of plugins created by developers because you support the show. Help keep the show honest and unbiased by going to wppluginsatoz.com slash donate and set the donation level that fits your budget. Help us make the show better for you by subscribing and reviewing the show at Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and in the iTunes Store. You can also leave us a review on our Facebook page using wppluginsatoz.com slash Facebook. You can also watch the show live on YouTube, check out the screencasts and training videos, and remember to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications of all new videos. Follow the show on Twitter at wppluginsatoz.com John can also be reached at his website, johnoverall.com, 
or email them directly, john at wppro.ca. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. This show is copyrighted by johnoverall.com. So until next time, have yourselves a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be out there on the globe today.